There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. So my doctor told me to get a therapeutic massage for the neck. Massages are weird. You know, I never feel comfortable. I'm always looking through that strange donut hole. I'm always thinking weird things like, I wonder if I could squeeze my head through this. So after 10 minutes, I said, I don't know the protocol, but am I supposed to say, you may begin? And she said, I started 10 minutes ago. She said, this is a Reiki massage. I don't actually touch you. My hands are just above you, and it's an energy healing. So when she was done, I said, I don't actually touch my wallet. My hand is just above it. You should be receiving an energy payment that you can use to pay your energy bill. See how they feel about the concept. Comedian Brian Regan. I think he's becoming my favorite. I love him. He is hilarious. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, 19 after 7. And uh, some of the stories we got on deck. Who is the most stressful person in your life? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> it's not you. Oh. Also, fast food workers. This is really cool. Fast food workers are sharing the best things on their menus that no one ever seems to order. So we'll have that coming up. On this Friday, April 9th, 2021, we're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, Fridays and Saturdays are the least stressful days of the week, according to a new poll, so happy Friday. Monday was voted as the most stressful by far, and Sundays are second, but if you need someone to blame for all that stress, here you go. You said Sunday is the second most stressful day? Sundays are second because wow. you got the the Sunday scaries, I guess, heading yeah. into the week. So it's the anticipation of the Monday that makes it that, second. Yeah. And I know you're not a fan of Tuesdays either. I yeah, yeah. I just don't like Tuesday. Hey, I'm with Fritch. Mondays are fine because I come in here like ready to go. And like, I love let's, Sunday. Let's get it done. It's so for me, it's just something therapeutic. Like I get the Sunday scaries around seven o'clock at night, but when I wake up and I'm just like coffee and sometimes day drinking, like I just love Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a way, like, at 7 o'clock on a Sunday to kind of retrain your brain and thinking, look, I go through this every Sunday. I know that by tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, I'm going to be rocking. So what am I worried about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do need someone to blame for all the stress you are feeling, here you go. People were asked to name the most stressful person in their life. And for almost one in four people, it is either their spouse or their boss. Spouse or boss made the top two. Spouse or partner with 14% of the vote. Boss, 10% of the vote. Parents. Our parents came in at a close third. 9%. Kids, surprisingly, don't show up until number four. Yeah. I would have thought they'd be higher. Same. I totally agree. Like, of all the people I think about that stress me out, it's mostly her. But it's probably because she's also, you know, three and a toddler, and I'm like, no. Right. Uh, Followed by another family member, followed by a coworker, followed by a high-maintenance friend, an ex, your in-laws, much smaller percentages here, only 2% said it was in-laws, followed by a neighbor which was also 2%. But, you know, 40% of people said there's no one person who stresses them out more than other people. Yeah, I was thinking that's kind of how I feel about it. How, what about you guys? Is there anyone that stresses you out? You're just like, ah! I think the thing that stresses me out is time-sensitive stuff. And a lot of times in the real estate world, which is one of my side hustles, yeah, that can add some stress with the current uh, real estate market. So if a client or another agent I'm working with is, like, putting the pressure on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that's like, got to get it done now, now, hurry, hurry, it's got to be done now. I- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. The times, time stuff. So it doesn't. it's more of a time thing. So if the boss needs something really quick or if real estate needs something really quick, that's the stuff that stresses me out. Right. For me, I get stressed out by my kid because I just, because she's so young and she's so inquisitive and extremely independent. To me, it stresses me out because I'm like, I can just like listen to me when I'm telling you how to do it. You know what I mean? Instead, I know that she needs to learn it on her own, but it's my lack of patience Mm -hmm. that is causing stress in the situation. Yeah. Uh, I suppose if I was being honest, I would have to say it was my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, in the latter years of her life, it got increasingly difficult. And she was very much about living life on her own terms, which I did everything I could to respect that. Uh, But it got harder and harder for her to take care of herself. So on one hand, I'm grappling with 
you know, staying out of her way and giving her as much freedom and independence as possible. But, you know, we had a lot of close calls and some issues that came up that I'm like, Mom, (laughs) you know, we can't keep doing it this way. we got to reconsider. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. And so the constant uh, battles we would have over managing her life and her managing what she wanted to manage and having her back and doing all of that here in Cincinnati when she was living in New England. So that was challenging. That was really tough. I love her very much. Yeah. But sometimes it's the people we love the most that can be, you know, the biggest source of stress for us. But Yeah, and I'm sure that's hard, too, because when your parents get older, it's very much like how I am with Penelope. Like, just listen to me when I'm telling you how we can do it, you know. Just let me help you out. Yeah. Let me do these things for you. It's so tough because you want to be, you know, every every son wants to save his mom. You know, you want to be mm-hmm. you, you want to be the hero. You love your mom and you want to be there for her the way that she was there for you. And sometimes, you know, with, and, and anybody who's had a parent, uh, especially as they age in the final stages of their life, where in some cases they become combative or they refuse your help and it becomes frustrating. And then you feel that sense of helplessness. That can be really hard, too. Yeah, I'm sure. In other news that didn't make the news this morning, let's talk about another source of stress, those damn passwords. Ashley, <laughs> <This is laughs> for second date update on Censored. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for bringing that up, Tim. Yikes. Yeah, that's a shared trauma here on the Jeff yeah. and Jen Morning Show. Side note, we're trying to work on a different uh, different path moving forward. We'll make it much easier for our, our uncensored fans. Yeah. <laughs> Average American struggles to sign in to 10 different accounts a month because they cannot remember their password. And over half of us reset our passwords at least five times a month, wasting close to a full hour on this stupid thing. Yep. Yep. It's infuriating. Did it yesterday. Yeah, here are five more stats on our password habits that I did find kind of interesting. Seven out of ten people, 70% of us say that we have so many damn passwords, there's no way we could possibly remember them all. Well, and it's because they make you change them often, which I understand for security reasons. I get it. But it's like, how do I know what my password is on this one and then password on that one? And I just changed that one. And they have all those apps, but it's like you got to remember to go in and change the password on the password app. app. Yeah. Yeah. The whole concept of passwords just feels antiquated to me. You know, there's got to be a better, whether it's like your face scan technology or thumbprint or something that's just much more efficient and solve the problem. That's what's going to happen, Jeff, when Elon Musk puts that chip in your head. Right. Is there, that there's your, your password. The chip in your head is going to have all the passwords and you just look at your phone and it knows what you want to do. You know, if that's the price I got to pay to get rid of these passwords forever, I might actually consider it. No way. <laughs> uh, 60% admit that they get lazy and just use the same password a lot. On average, we'll use the same login for six different accounts. Even when we do use a new password, two-thirds of people say it's usually one that's very similar to another password they already use. And two-thirds say they could never remember a new password unless they wrote it down. I think our, our, yeah. Blows the whole purpose, defeats the whole purpose of it. Our payroll system is the one that always gets me. Oh, they just made me change Ah. it. Does that not drive you nuts? And now it's like an extra level of security when you go to log in, which I understand. It's our payroll system. It's got all of our goods in there. Yeah. And you know what? I've already forgot what it is. I changed it and I meant to put it in the password app and I no, 
And then you're going to get locked out, and you're going to have to figure out how to work that out. Yeah. When do we get paid next? I think today. today. Oh, forget it. I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More than six in ten people have temporarily given up. Given up on trying to log into an account because they couldn't remember their password. Forget it. Yeah, I'm paying for it every month, but I can't cancel it because I I can't remember the password. I can't get into the account. One out of three have even done it with their bank account. Oh, wow. With their bank account? Yeah. My most recent password that I've created for most of my stuff is 27 numbers slash letters long. Okay. Wow. Which is a long one, right? That's crazy. But I designed it that way, so... (laughs) It would be safe, right? No one's ever going to figure sure. it out. But I also can remember it. And it's so crazy that some of these things are like, well, wow, that's a super, super, super strong one. Because you know how like sometimes yeah, you yeah, type yeah. it in and yeah. it's like, weak. Not strong enough. Strong. Okay. So what about when it only needs a seven-letter password? I still put the whole damn thing in there. Oh, see, oh. but sometimes it'll say, like, your password's too long. And I'm like, what? No. More protection. That's ah. pretty good. All right, it is 728 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. I do something that I'm a little ashamed to admit. I've admitted it before, but it's one of those things I'm a little embarrassed about because I I, I think, like, how do people perceive me when they find out that I do this? And that is, is there are a lot of shows that I watch with subtitles on. And I don't have the greatest hearing in the world. What? Exactly. And when I watch, like, say, Downton Abbey or The Crown, because of the accent, sometimes it makes me it, it even harder for me to understand. And so in a lot of cases, I have the subtitles on. And I've had people who have seen me watching television with subtitles on say, man, you really need to get your hearing checked, man. How can you not hear that? I'm like, ah, like, that's not the point. The po- I can't tell through the accent. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. I wouldn't be embarrassed about that. I know a no. lot of people that put that put those on, hearing issues or not. They just it's like to hard. read along. I will tell you, as someone that has someone within their family that is hearing impaired, it's more challenging for us to try to communicate with this person than it is to just accept the fact that you do maybe have some hearing issues. Yeah, and I... You know, I I thought about, like, do I go in and do I have my hearing checked? And then they're going to find out what I know they're going to find out. And then they're going to want to give me a hearing aid. And everyone I know who has a hearing aid hates wearing them because of the pitch. Like, it's either too loud or Mm -hmm. too or not loud enough or distorted. Molly's sister is an audiologist, and she has volunteered to come in and give us all the tests. I'm afraid of what you'll find. I definitely think you and Jen both should do it. I'm not kidding. I listen to... Your headphone volumes when we are off the air. And I'm like, holy moly. I know. Yeah. I mean, this is not me shaming you. This is just being aware of what's happening in the room. No, I'm aware. Yeah. But I found out that, and this made me feel a little better, I'm not alone. And I'm not talking about hearing issues. I'm talking about people who watch TV with subtitles on. I don't have to feel as embarrassed about it. This is one of those situations in life where I don't know how to turn them off. Oh. I'm ha- I have that happening right now. That's why house. she watches it because she doesn't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> you watch TV with subtitles? Yeah, why? Because I don't know how to shut it, it off. off. We have, um, I think it's Disney Plus. Our Disney Plus account, for some reason, just started putting the subtitles up there. And I'm like, I don't know how to turn it off. And I, I'm, I, don't, I don't care. I'm just going to leave it on there until infinity because I don't want to figure it out.
Yeah, believe it or not, according to a new survey, one out of three people say they usually keep the subtitles on when they're watching TV. And it's not to translate a foreign language or anything. Like people who speak English leave the English subtitles on because they just like them. 57%. But have you ever had a moment? We had this happen last night. We were watching International House Hunters and... We were watching a guy with uh, from New Zealand who was working in Cambodia, and he was showing someone around. Show they were looking at different properties in Cambodia of all places, and the guy had kind of a thick accent. There were a couple of points where we had to roll it back, and we finally we just turned the subtitles on. We we couldn't, gave could, in, couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And, oh, that's what he said. Yeah, fifty seven percent of people say they usually watch TV with the subtitles off, but the whole subtitles on thing. It seems more like a younger phenomenon. Why? That's so weird to me. I wish I had an answer for you, but half of people under the age of 24 like subtitles. And so do 46% of people between the ages of 25 and 34. So that's what's fascinating to me about the studies. The older you are, the less likely you are to use them. Well, I feel like also with the, everyone wearing a mask, it has made us realize just oh, how much we cannot hear because a lot of us are lip readers. I didn't know I was until we all started wearing masks and now I can't hear anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially when it's a little more muffled. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Muffled well, it's or, that through, tone. or through plexiglass yeah. at the store, the cash register person's behind glass with a mask and talking to you. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. And I know you're like a foot away from me. Yeah. I also think it's that muffled lower tone that a lot of people have trouble with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for me, especially mm-hmm. yeah, the lower the tone, the more muffled it is, the harder it is for me to hear. So if I'm in a crowded environment, one of the reasons I don't love hanging out in crowded places is because I can't hear a freaking thing. So you know, for someone like me who's got like a a relatively lower register voice, I feel like I got to yell because it's harder to hear a lower voice in an environment like that than it is a higher pitched one. And the higher pitched ones are the only ones I can hear. And they just great. They're like nails on a chalkboard for me, which is why I, I got to get out. I can't I don't last long in those places. Yeah. How long will you continue to go knowing that you have this as a possible issue before you Get it looked at. Until you physically drag me in there, probably. Or just bring someone in to do a hearing test. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) probably. I mean, when we talk about the way we communicate in this day and age, you know, you're just bringing up masks and using subtitles and stuff. Let's not forget emojis are a regular part of of the way we communicate now. Mm -hmm. If we'd use the word emoji, what, I don't know, 10, maybe 15 years ago. People would be like, what is that? What is an emoji? Yeah, emojis are just part of working life right now. They ask people what emojis they now use the most when they're sending messages at work because the messages you send at work obviously are different than the personal messages you would send your significant other or your kids. Top 10 answers on the board. The emojis we use the most when we're sending messages at work. You want me to work backwards? Because Fritz likes it when I work my way backwards. Like the build-up, Jeff. Number 10, the the regular laughing face. Number 9, clapping hands. Number 8, the thinking face. That's my favorite one. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I'm going to use my thinking face. (laughs) Uh, The okay hand sign. I like the thing, real quick though, I like the thinking phase when there's like an idea that sucks 
and someone just sends that back, you're like, oh. (laughs) Great. And you're just like, thank God everybody was thinking it wasn't just me. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Let's see, the big grin face. I like that one. The bleep-eating grin. Uh, Then then there's, there's the regular smiling face. The crying while laughing face that's tilted sideways. That's the L-M-F-A-O emoji. Uh, The blushing face with smiling eyes. That was number three. Number two was the crying while laughing face. And the number one answer on the board, the number one emoji we now use the most when we're sending messages at work is Tim's favorite, the thumbs up emoji. Thumbs up and smiley face. Those are the ones I use the most for work emails. And work text. Yeah, text. Yeah, if we're on like a group chat or something, it's like yeah. thumbs up, like got it. You can, uh, <laughs> it's also a perfect way to end the convo. When when the four of us are on a group text or maybe the five with the boss on there too and we're talking about something, there's a lot of big chunks of texts and then Jeff's are usually a little bit shorter and then mine is just thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to say here. Uh, we're already we're getting some feedback here on our conversation about watching with subtitles, even though you can, in most cases here, perfectly fine. One out of three people uh, watch English speaking television or movies with the subtitles on. And the majority of people who are watching the subtitles, the younger they get, the more they're watching subtitles, which is strange. The older they get, the less they're watching subtitles. Uh, Arthur says the best subtitles are on Netflix for shows they dub into English audio, and the subtitles are often very different. It can be quite funny. Yeah, every now and then the interpretation doesn't quite match up to what they're actually saying. Uh, Jenny said uh, you're supposed to keep those on for educational purposes. Uh, Jenny says subtitles make it educational because you're reading while watching TV. Oh, I like that. There you Look go. At that. You're I'm doing a reader. It to make yourself smarter, Jeff. All you did was watch TV yesterday. I was reading. Keeping that brain active. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.